This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's in the bonus with Doug Gottlieb. I say this all the time. Well, at first I say what up to you. In the bonus, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I say this all the time. October, better than July. October, fall, better than summer. And the perfect example of it is kind of what we got, what we got working here nationally today. Um, are you familiar, Ramos, are you familiar, um, Jay Stu, with the term sports equinox? I'm not familiar with it, but I'm guessing I know what it means. We'll take a guess. The guess is that it is a conversion of all the three sports at one time. So NBA opens up, MLB playoffs. Four. four, okay. Well, yeah. the conversion of multiple sports at one time. How's that? 
Um, yeah, technically the uh, sports equinox is when all the major league sports are playing at once. And I don't know if we consider MLS to be a major league sport. They're playing as well. Plus you have college football, major league baseball, like literally. Um, and I, I guess here, here's the, here's the question. Okay. This is, this is the, this is the question I want to start the pod with. And this is, you can hit us up on Twitter. Maybe this is how we'll know who's listening and what they're listening to. Right. Okay. You have no connection to any of the teams. So Ramos, your teams are Dodgers, Rams, Lakers. That is right? correct. Is that, yeah. Okay. Um, you have no connect. Those teams aren't counted. You can't get those teams on your TV and you have all of these sports lined up. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, but the playoffs, NFL, regular season, NBA, first or second game of the season. MLS, I don't even know where the MLS season is. I have zero idea. I thought they were done a long time ago. I had no idea. I know less about the MLS than I do the WNBA. That's, that's, a, that's a real thing. And I know that there's great fans towards WMLS, but I just don't. Okay, and then you have NHL. So, Jay Stu, your teams are... Dodgers, Chargers, uh, Dodgers, Chargers. I don't know if you're a hockey fan. I don't think you are. No, I'm Dodgers, not. Chargers, Lakers? La- Lakers, yep. Lakers. Okay, so none of your teams are playing. What's the order of selection? Like, if you have, let's say you have the five TVs, or you have one TV, you know, you have the main TV, like, what's the order of, I want that game on, I'll watch that game? Uh, if they're uh, all in the same time. When when my favorite teams are playing, or just tonight? No, like, tonight when your favorite yeah. teams aren't playing. Although the Clippers are playing the Lakers tonight, so that one is kind of a. I guess we could work that one. Yeah, in. Just yeah. in, I would. I say, mean, do you, do you go baseball playoffs over NFL regular season? No, that'll be on my main screen. Which and one? Then the NFL. Okay. And then um, you know baseball second, and the Lakers Clippers. You know, second game of the regular season. I'll be third. Uh, okay, Ramos, what about you? Yeah, I agree. I would have NFL first, MLB playoffs second, and the uh, NBA third. Um, I'm. It's interesting. You know, I'm generally, I would always have NFL first. Uh, but I do think it's game dependent. Like, I watch, for whatever reason, and I'm not a Yankees fan, and I'm not truly a Yankees hater. Like, I don't love the Yankees, but I do, I appreciate and respect them. I just think baseball feels bigger when it's in Yankee stadium, Yankee stadium, Fenway park, Dodger stadium just feels like bigger, more important venues to me. I don't know. Um, so normally I do. And like NFL will be on, but I'm not sure that if MLB, if it was Yankees or big game specific, I would have that on first. I, I found myself last night. I don't love the Padres and I definitely, you know, like the Phillies are kind of a, whatever to me. I just, I could not turn that game off. That was so much fun. And I do think a portion of it, portion of what I loved about it, one, the fans were super into it, right? And the comeback and all of that. I actually thought the colors kind of did it for me. I don't know if this is a weird discussion to get into, but I was watching the Padres. I'm like, only in sports can brown and yellow be kind of cool, retro cool. Like no one else, there's no, there's no other place on earth that you go like, hey, I got this brown and yellow outfit on that says San Diego. And you're like, well, that looks hot. Like that would not, those are bottom feeder colors. But it was really cool yesterday to see those colors. Uh, but I would go... Whew, wow. 
Uh, now, non-Yankee game, non-big game, I'd probably go NFL, NBA. I guess Major League Baseball. Then probably college football. Thursday night used to be huge in college football. Then I would go NHL. And then I would go MLS. There we go. That's, that's, the, that's the order. And if there's a high school sport, I would put that one in between. Um, okay, I have another question for you guys. This is a really, really big one. What is the age where you're too old for like a not scary farm, fright night sort of thing? You're too old? Like, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, I went to not scary farm once when I was in my late, late 20s. Uh, and uh, I had a good time. Uh, I wouldn't go back now. I'm currently in my early 50s. Chase, do? Why don't you, um, I would say this. The, you should not be going to Not Scary Farm or one of these uh, haunted, haunted house theme parks if you're, um, if you're out of college. But if you're a chaperone, you're good. So take, take your kids when you're older, but you're not going with your pals at 42 years old. Yeah. Um. Okay, what about getting dressed up for Halloween? Not not going to a party, like actually going door to door. Uh, I would only get dressed if Lucas, my son, and uh, my daughter, well, my daughter, I don't think she is, but would, would ask me as part of like a uh, an ensemble. Let's say you're the Munsters or you are uh, the Incredibles or something like that. But otherwise than that, uh, I just walk the kids around and uh, have my light on to make sure that uh, they see where they're going. Fair point. Um, okay, so I think, huh? One second. I think this is me. Uh, I think uh, high school is high school is kind of the age, right? At like freshman in high school. Once you start, yeah, actually, here's what it is. Once you once you have that um, that little mustache thing, that eighth grader high school, like that's when it's kind of time. If you don't have to color on your own mustache anymore, if you can do your own Count Chocula mustache, that's when you know. And then there's that window there, right? Because there's that window between like 15 and end of high school because all of the, any women's costume or any young woman's costume, they all have one, is it adjective beforehand? You know what that adjective is, right, uh, Ramos? Uh, I would not venture to guess what it is, but you can tell me. Sexy, right? Okay. It's sexy, right? <laughs> Do you like? If, so, if your daughter says, "I want to be a nurse for Halloween," it's a sexy nurse. I want to be a librarian. Oh, sexy, right? Like you're like, well, hold on, you're because there's no the 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 goblin goofy or throw a sheet over you and be a ghost, which nobody does anymore, right? Um, all of those kind of quirky, scary goofy, ugly, all those costumes, once they get to where they're wearing adult sizes, literally you go to a costume store, which I went to last night, and every costume is sexy, whatever. It can be a Game of Thrones character. It's going to be something pushing up their, whatever they have in their chest, right? It just is. So there's that really weird kind of, it's uncomfortable time for parents once they get to like, 15, 16, or you're like, oh, you, I'm going to go to the costume store and can I, can I get 25 bucks? Can I get 50 bucks to, to go and get a costume for, uh, for Halloween, for this Halloween party? 
And if you go in there with them, you're just, it's going to be a tough, tough trip for you as a dad. Cause like, no, yeah. how about this one? Like, no, no dad, I'm not wearing that. How about this one? No, my daughter's got three different costumes and like the fight over like, yeah, we're not doing that. Nah, we're not doing that. But you know, because it falls on a Monday, you have Friday night, there's a Halloween party there. Saturday night, there's a Halloween party there. And then Monday night, there's actual Halloween. So she's doing the three different costume thing and managing that is a tough one. Best costume you ever had, Jason Stewart? Uh, best costume ever. Man, it's been so long. I, I know. I was just going to say, I was invited. We were invited to the uh, costume party on Friday night. And, you know, it was a, a group of people that went to my 50th last week. So it's like, we're not going to say no to your costume party if you came to my birthday. So it's like, this is my first costume party as an adult. I'm, this is the first time I've been pretty staunchly against it. So um, I'm trying to think of what I, the last thing I wore was. Man, you know, I, I tried to dress up as like an Iron Maiden uh, bassist or something. Did at, you? At some, at some point in my early 20s, like in college. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because you had the Iron Maiden t-shirt. Yeah, Iron Maiden t-shirt, right? Some spandex. Yeah. And some uh, high tops, and it was pretty easy. I grew a, a mustache to be like creepy 70s guy. Uh, probably about 10 years ago, uh, about eight, seven, eight years ago. It was fantastic. But it was a, a definitely, I nailed the creepy mustache. I am creepy with, I'm creepy enough normally, but I am definitely creepy with a mustache. Absolutely. Ramos, your best costume. Uh, I once dressed up, which I thought was a really cool, a kind of a swashbuckler, like a pirate type swashbuckler type Arr. person. Yes. I didn't have the patch on my eye, but I had like the hat, kind of like the, the Renaissance type clothes and like the, the sword. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a cool. In my younger days, I'm talking like, you know, elementary school, middle school, Superman was, was one of my favorites. When any of the DC, Batman, Superman, stuff like that. So Batman, Superman. There right. you go. All right, let's get to the let's get to the rant of the day. We talked a little Halloween. We talked uh, about the sports equinox. Um, I I do think that that here's something that's missing from the sports discussion today is, you know, you get all this criticism over like the Yankees and the strikeouts that they had yesterday, right? And I I this is my belief is so oftentimes this is the perfect example of, Hey, we don't really watch regular season baseball. We just, we just don't. And, and it's the same, honestly, with the NBA, right? Like when you get to the NBA playoffs, there'll be a guy on each team. You're like, I have no idea who that is. Like, well, that's because you don't watch them in the regular season. This guy kind of separated himself. This guy is actually playing now or a style by the play. And it takes you like a week or two weeks to catch up to what everybody does. Whereas like real NBA guys, they, they watch every game. Baseball is the same way. So yesterday, the Yankees, um, to say they were inept against Justin Verlander would be a, uh, would be a, a, a massive understatement. Justin Verlander was incredible. But part of it was they were swinging at everything. Right. He strikes out 11 and the Astros win four to two and the Yankees walk away and you'll have people who are being critical of the Yankees, which it's fair. It's fair. But considering how long their series went, previous series went, it was kind of a bullpen day for them. They were at a, a complete disadvantage. You go against an absolute ace uh, with a guy who had never started a game of that magnitude before and only threw 67 pitches 
And, and it is kind of what it is. But the Yankees, they struck out 17 times. The, the, the striking out 17 times reminds me of when people watch the NBA in the playoffs and like, I can't believe they took 43s. Oh, like the previous, and I know Utah won last night. They're not expected to have a pretty good year this year. But it, in previous years, it was, man, Utah shoots a lot of threes. Like, yeah, if you watch the whole season, they shoot more threes than anybody else. So th- th- this is, th- to me, it's, it's last night's Yankee swing and miss fest, though it's a bit of an outlier. 17 strikeouts is a lot. Any team that hits this many home runs strikes out a lot. That's kind of who you are. And it feels like it feels like we we, we do cover baseball kind of the same way, even though the sport has changed dramatically. Right. Like we still we still put batting average up there. and It doesn't really matter to anybody that matters. We still put it up there and then we're still judging strikeouts like, yes, strikeouts are kind of a necessary evil, if you will. Because this is a this is a team that hits a lot of home runs. Right. Go just go and look at the team batting statistics for the 2022 regular season. Right. Who leads Major League Baseball in home runs? The New York Yankees. Right. Now, the Yankees don't lead the league or even the American League in strikeouts, but they're 13th in strikeouts and uh, they're in the top five of American League teams in strikeouts in order to hit that many home runs. You're going to strike out a lot. That's kind of the nature of it. The Astros, who very commendable last night, put things in play, held their bets. Did you know the Astros have uh, strike out the second fewest times of anybody in Major League Baseball? You know that? So part of, I, I guess that the point of this rant is, I, I'm trying to be very, very cautious because I watch baseball and we kind of make fun of dudes that follow baseball, every pitch, every out, every whatever. They watch all 162. I, I don't. I like baseball. I watch it. I cheer for my team till they're out of it, which is usually like April. Um, and then I just, I cheer for the best players and I enjoy every once in a while popping in, seeing a baseball game. But I'm not going to sit there and say, on the other hand, what I don't want to do is be critical of a team. This is what they do. You know, if you lead, lead baseball in home runs, you're going to strike out a bunch. There's a direct correlation between teams that hit home runs, guys that hit home runs, and how much they strike out. There is a somewhat of an equal kind of ratio. or There's got to be a graph somewhere. And I think what, what it exposes is many people in my position and other positions like it around the country, that we don't watch the regular season. And we do it when we're critical of NBA teams and how many threes they shoot or what we see one game and we make a determination like, look, dude, you got 162 games. And I can tell you unequivocally that the Yankees strike out 1,391 times. The Astros, 1,179 times. So, it, uh, yes, there are outliers. And last night was was kind of ridiculous for the Yankees. But they were facing one of the great pitchers of our generation. In a pressure-packed situation, you do feel like they started chasing them more, and frustration builds up, but it's also, this is who they are. And the Astros did a much better job of putting it in play, but they, were, they weren't facing top-level pitchers. They weren't facing anybody who's ever going to grace the cover of a ma- baseball magazine or be a Cy Young. And they're playing at home, and they're playing with great energy, and I, they're not beating trash cans anymore, but who knows? 
Point is, the Astros did what the Astros do when Justin Verlander is filthy and has his stuff. And the Yankees, the Yankees did what they did when they start chasing pitches from a very good pitcher. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six. The new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DUG. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in pick six credits. That's code Doug only on DraftKings. Pick six. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in pick six credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for pick six use only expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
All right, uh, let's welcome in Jared Smith. He's our PicksWise lead betting analyst, of course, co-host of Fox Sports' new uh, radio show, Countdown to Kickoff, with Rich Ornberger, Brian No. It airs each Saturday between 9 and noon Eastern time. Listen live on any of our Fox Sports radio affiliates or on the iHeartRadio app presented by BetMGM. Jared, how are you? Oh, Doug, what a week we had last Saturday. That was that was a re- it's going to be tough to top the rest of the year. All those close games between ranked teams. It was really exciting. Okay, so uh, we had some chaotic stuff l- last week. Um, I want to start in the Big Ten. Okay, Ohio State is a thirty-point favorite to Iowa. Now Iowa's offense has been comically bad, comically bad. Um, but that is a gigantic number, even in the shoe. What side of that, that line are you on? Yeah, so the numbers say Iowa should be getting a, a little more respect here. And again, I know Ohio State has been really good, and the eye test certainly says that they should blow past almost any opponent that they face besides maybe the top-tier team. But this is an Iowa team that does find a way to hang around sometimes. And I would not be surprised if their defense slowed down the Buckeyes just enough. And again, you nailed it. This is a whopper of a number. The numbers that I'm seeing with some of the rating systems that have had some pretty successful uh, against the spread campaigns this year have put this game kind of in the high teens, low 20s. So I do think you are getting some value uh, with the Hawkeyes. Okay, so I don't feel terrible, but say, okay. Uh, conversely, it's a big number for Syracuse, who's had an outstanding season, but they head on the road to take on Clemson. I like Clemson. I think it's a... a one, it's not played indoors, so it's a completely different field playing in Clemson. Um, I know that Clemson hasn't covered a bunch of these lines, but I think this is a bit of an athletic mismatch in addition to the fact that I don't know if Notre Dame, I mean, excuse me, if, if Syracuse understands uh, what they're in for in terms of the town on the other side of the football. I like Clemson. Am I crazy? No, and, and again, I think this is one of those spots where Syracuse hasn't really left the friendly confines this year. Um, and I, I can call a lot of their wins kind of suspect. Uh, you know, the game against Purdue, they were missing a ton of guys. The NC State game last week, no, no Leary at quarterback. And, you know, NC State was just so hampered offensively in this game. And I think this Clemson defense against the Syracuse offense is where I, I'm, I'm fascinated with the matchup. So Clemson's defense, I mean, historically, especially over the last two years during this run, has been fantastic. But some inconsistencies this year, giving up the big number to Wake. They gave up 28 last week to Florida State. And I, I think the Syracuse offensive line, there is some positive things. But again, the schedule of defenses that they've played have been poor. Louisville, UConn, Purdue, Virginia, and, you know, NC State, the best of the bunch. And they only scored 24 points in that game. Their only road game this year was at UConn. How will they handle this environment at Clemson? And can Syracuse get enough ground game going to keep the pressure off? Uh, uh, Garrett Schrader. I don't know if you heard the Clemson defensive coordinator, Nick Easton, this week saying, I'm not the Wizard of Oz or Jesus in terms of talking about getting his guys to play with a little more heart. I think Clemson's defense plays a lot better this week. I, I, I agree with you. Um, here's a big number Notre Dame lane given 27, lane 27 to UNLV. Uh, UNLV started out with some great hope and then they've been, they got blasted by Air Force, San Jose State. I, um, this is just a kind of a case to me of, of how many does Notre Dame want to score. I don't see UNLV scoring against them. I like the Irish, even though they're laying more than, what is that, more than four, uh, almost four touchdowns. Am I crazy? Yeah, this is a big number, too. Again, Notre Dame at some point, and now I was at the game here in Vegas uh, at Allegiant Stadium against BYU, and again, it kind of, it was a perfect game that in 
encapsulated what Notre Dame's season was. They played an unbelievable first half. Uh, Michael Mayer was like unstoppable in that game. And then in the second half, you just saw them take their foot off the gas and, you know, not close the deal. And that's the only way you can cover a, a 28 point spread. You get, you have to play 60 minutes and, you know, you have to make sure that UNLV doesn't have that back door, which always seems to be open, especially in these bigger spread games. But that being said, if air force and San Jose state are winning by 30 plus against this rebels team, which is what the last two results have shown us. I don't see any reason why Notre Dame shouldn't cover a game where they need it. I mean, you know, all, you know, the fan base, the boosters, everyone's starting to call, uh, you know, from Marcus Freeman's head, it started early and it's continued. So I, I don't know what's wrong with Notre Dame in terms of their, their physicality and what they do with the line of scrimmage. That's been their calling card. It's been there at times and other times it's disappeared. If Notre Dame plays their best football for 60 minutes, absolutely. They should blow UNLV completely out of the water. Um, Oklahoma State is my alma mater. So this is not a heart pick. This I, I think the number, it started at one. Now it's worked to there. A six and a half point dog at home against Texas. So they've had a lot of success against, but I, a lot of this revolves around Spencer Sanders. There was rumors he wouldn't play last week. He did. And they lost in double overtime to TCU. Um, without knowing uh, the quarterback sitch, I, I still think that's just, that's too many points for Oklahoma State at home. But is the quarterback situation, what would keep you away from betting this game? Yeah, and I think the one thing we're seeing in college football this year, and it's something that's been fascinating because I, I haven't been doing it for overly long, but now that the markets are more readily available, especially here in the United States, we're seeing a lot more offshore gravitation with some of the sharper groups. And the sharper groups, these, you know, call them syndicates, whatever you want to call them, they're the ones that really set the market. And they haven't really set the market on this game yet because we haven't seen that big move with the Oklahoma State quarterback situation. I would say we're going to see something soon. And around the seven mark, man, it's tough to lay on the road with Texas. I will say this. I, I really like Texas' defense. Quiet uh, Kowski, the defensive coordinator, did a great job at Washington over the years. And Boise State, he comes over it and they bring in Gary Patterson. So there is a different level of defensive scheming and talent, I think, with the Longhorns than we've seen in years past. They've been much more of a run-and-gun team. But Oklahoma State, that's kind of been their calling card over the last few years as well. Now, they lost uh, Knowles to Ohio State. You've seen the impact of that. And, you know, the, the, the Cowboys defense certainly has not been as stout as they were in prior years. Total here in the mid-60s or low-60s. I, I would say if Sanders plays, yeah, Oklahoma State would be, would be the side for me at home. Uh, Penn State is at home, and obviously it's the week before they play Ohio State. And there's questions about health and success. Clifford, John Clifford had to leave last week's game. There's questions about their quarterback position. Now, what's interesting is the team they play also has issues at, at, uh, at quarterback and coming in to play Penn State in Minnesota, right? Minnesota, um, uh, in the last game, Tanner Morgan, uh, we don't know his status, right? It was an upper body injury. We think it's a head injury. Uh, does no one knows if he'll, he hasn't practiced, if he'll play like with that in mind, considering Minnesota's coming off a couple L's and their quarterbacks dinged up, I'm going to take Penn state and lay the four points. Um, where are you on that one? Yeah, I, I think Penn state's the right side here. It does concern me that the game next week at Ohio state is looming. I, I, I think when I look at games though, especially in the college level, I like to think letdowns are a little more prevalent than look ahead. College kids, as you know, it's, it's, it's tough to look at. Uh, you know, you, you've got a lot of things on your plate during the course of the week. It's a lot easier to let down after a really exciting win when everyone's singing your praises all week. 
when the focus is still very much locked in on what's in front of you, I feel a little bit better about the college kids not looking at. But that being said, I we discussed this before prior on you know, prior episodes. Handicapping the minds of 18 to 22 year old kids, I think, is the most difficult thing I do every week. So I would not be surprised if there is a little bit of look ahead vibes with the Penn State team. I think it more trends to the coaching staff, though. You don't want to put too much on tape the week before. You want to have some things that you're working on, but maybe you don't reveal the week. So we'll see what the tendencies are. Very low total game here in the low 40s. And in a college game, that's incredibly low. Both teams are going to want to run the football. Penn State's running game is better but their offensive line is in shambles. And it's been a tough, it's been a tough go with this Penn State offensive line. I'm, I'm an alum of the Nittany Lions. I've followed this team for years. The offensive line over the last decade or so has been the biggest bugaboo. The teams that were great back in the early 2000s when they had Derek Williams and Michael Robinson going to the Orange Bowl, it was an offensive line that was really setting the tone. And on the defensive line, too, they're not stopping the run as well as they have in prior years. Manny Diaz, more of a havoc defensive coordinator. He likes to scheme up blitzes. I wouldn't be shocked if Minnesota came in and played well. They're a tough team. They've got good, you know, defensive and offensive line play, and they can run the football. So this is one of those going to be those slobber knocker Big Ten games. I think Penn State wins, but Tanner Morgan that'll move the line probably in Penn State's favor by at least a point or two if he doesn't play. Um, do you have any others? Those are my five. Do you have a, another one that you want people to pay attention to? I really like Oregon this week, and I, I think this is a spot for UCLA. I, I've really seen this UCLA team play well, and, and, and I know we're going to be talking about the Chip Kelly return, revenge factor, all that stuff, but I, I think you have to look at this game in the trenches. UCLA's offensive line hasn't really been tested this year. Oregon's played some really tough teams. Georgia, I know they got blasted, but if you look at the box score there, yards per rush, Oregon held their own. It was also Dan Lanning's first game against his former ball, Kirby Smart. I give him the benefit of the doubt there. BYU, Washington State, I mean, the, 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 the run defensive numbers were really good. They really held those offenses in check. And I know DTR is a bit of a different animal, but you look at this Oregon offensive line, I think has a huge advantage. They're third in line yards created, and they're facing the Bruins front that just doesn't rush the quarterback very effectively. Oregon's offensive line is only around one sack this year. And Bo Nix is a different quarterback at home. Nine touchdowns, no picks this season, 34 and four in his career on the road, three touchdowns, three picks this year, 16 and 15 in his career. He's at home. Austin stadium will be rocking. I think UCLA is going to struggle in what is their first true road test. And I, I like the ducks to take care of business at home this week. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Jared, I can't tell you how much I appreciate uh, all of the all of the hard work. Love that show. Of course, that show is called Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff with Rich Ornberger, Brian No, every Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time. Listen live on a Fox Sports Radio affiliates or the iHeartRadio app. It's all presented by BetMGM. And if you love Jared Smith, which you should, he's the PixWise lead betting analyst. Follow him on social media as well. Jared, you're the best. Appreciate your time. Have a good one, Doug. Good luck this week. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut. Every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And now... Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. This is the In the Bonus podcast. Let's uh, let's get you to what the Fox said, which, look, I, I love this part of the show because I think we have other really good shows that present really other interesting arguments. Here's Dan Patrick talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. There was something that happened recently, and I don't know if that many people focused on it. I did because of not what it is, but what it could be. The Kansas City Chiefs restructured Travis Kelsey's contract. I thought, okay, freeing up some money, trade deadline coming up. Hmm, okay. Who could be out there? Like Odell Beckham Jr., Christian McCaffrey. Is there another offensive weapon that Kansas City would like to add? And it's just a small thing. But here you do it at the midseason where you have some veterans who could be available, a fire sale going on maybe in Carolina. You know you're going to go up against the Bills again, and are you going to be able to outslug them? Are you going to be able to outscore them? Why not add another weapon? And you also keep that weapon or those weapons. If I'm Buffalo, I'm certainly kicking the tires on OBJ and Christian McCaffrey if I can. And 
if you're Kansas City, can we get him or them and keep them from going to Buffalo? Now you got a chess game going on with a couple of these teams. But if it's a small thing, I just thought this could be something bigger. Um, I agree with Dan. It is something to keep your eye on. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. Uh, but, the you know, the Chiefs, it's interesting. People talk about the possibility of adding Odell Beckham Jr., of adding uh, Christian McCaffrey. I, 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 why are they not? Why wouldn't they add defense? You know, I mean, here's a team that allows 24.8 points per game. Um, that's the, the only team that's below them. That's a potential. I guess the, the playoff teams potentially below them are the Chargers, right? The Dolphins, I guess the Raiders. Then you have Saints, Browns, Seahawks, Lions. Their defense is not good. Okay? It's just there's there's no way in which you can. And I don't care about yards, right? They're like uh, they're they're pretty good against the run. They're not as good against the pass. I I would guess, I don't think you do that for one move unless it uh, correlates perfectly with that one move. I think what it does is it allows them to be in these discussions. Hey, we got to free up some cap space. Kelsey's a guy. Now's the time we can strike where the iron's hot. We can kick some of that uh, cap room, uh, you know, into this year and worry about his stuff kind of in future years. So I get all that. I don't think it's a one for one, though. I think it just allows them to have all these conversations. Hey, let's see what Christian McCaffrey looks like. Hey, let's see what Odell Beckham Jr. But also let's see what defense looks like because our offense, though it it, it doesn't have a Tyreek Hill, you don't have a guy who's going to take the top off defense. It's still been pretty productive. Uh, the defense appears to be the part that might be struggling a little bit more. Here's Brady Quinn talking about the Arizona, Car- Arizona Cardinals offense. Like, there's been heat on Kyler Murray, people making jokes about Call of Duty and all this other stuff and trying to correlate that with his performances over his career. Cliff Kingsbury's getting a hard time from people about his play calling. He's even said publicly he might give up play calling. Yeah, my ass. And, and, and look, they, they invested into all of them in the offseason. Kingsbury gets an extension. He gets a new deal. Kyler Murray gets a new deal. And, and just when you think that, like, if there's any potential question about how they feel about it, they're like, ah, we're going to go after and get one of the, the, the receivers that's viewed as a potentially a problem in Carolina. Like, we've got, we've got an injury to Marquise Brown. Don't worry about that. He's not even out for the entire season. But they go get Robbie Anderson. Like, I do respect the fact that they basically doubled down. And they're like, we feel like what we have is going to work. It's just a matter of, like, bringing the right pieces. D-hop's back. Like, this is going to work. I promise. Promise you, and I do think that when you think about what this roster will look like with Robbie Anderson and Rondale Moore and Marquise Brown when he does come back, which again could be six, six weeks away, still if they are in the playoff hunt, that is one hell of a wide receiver roster to throw to. Like that's just a ton of speed and a lot of problems for anyone else you're going up against. I agree. Again, on paper, it's the, the, the he has all the weapons that that other quarterbacks could only dream of. Uh, but he's had pretty good weapons so far this year and to very much mixed results. So I, I, the Cardinals thing is really interesting because there's there's definitely some markers there where they, they should be good. And they have steadily improved during their time. I don't think their defense is great. Um, and the question, if, if you look at their seasons under Cliff Kingsbury, 
the the second half of the season or the last four games, that's when they struggle. It's almost like when people get the book on his offense and they got to go off script, as good as Kyler Murray is outside of the pocket, people take him off script but make him stay in the pocket and he seems to struggle. Maybe having D-Hop back, maybe having Nuke Hopkins back changes all that. I, I, don't, I don't actually know. But I do know that's a, that's a fair criticism of... Uh, of his st- of his style and what's been going on with the Cardinals. Here's Colin Coward talking about Cliff Kingsbury. Sean Payton, a member of Fox, tops Arizona's list as the replacement candidate if Arizona fires their head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. Now, Kingsbury makes $8 million a year. It's a rounding error for billionaires. Four years, $22 million. The Kyler Murray contract you're not getting out of. So here is Cliff Kingsbury when asked this week by Arizona media about his future. It's a what have you done for me lately league. There's a lot of noise out there. Do you feel like you're coaching for your job at all right now? You know, I I think that comes with the profession. I think when when you have a start like we have had uh, offensively that that talk is going to be out there. And, and, uh, you know, quite frankly, it it should be. We should play better. And um, we all know that. So that's, that's, uh, you know, week in, week out. We we feel like we're all kind of coaching for our job in this profession. And um, we got to get better on offense. All right, listen, it is much easier, as you know, to get rid of a coach and find another good coach than it is to get rid of a quarterback and find another good quarterback. Uh, It is. This is a little bit of a different situation here. Okay. The coach usually goes because the coach is the first to go. Right. It goes coach, then quarterback, then general manager. This one's interesting. This one's unique. Okay. Uh, Here's the first thing I want us to all do. You ready for it? This is important. We have to stop with the criticizing Cliff Kingsbury being hired four years ago because he got fired in college. Well, you know, he was only like a 500 coach at Texas Tech, and that's great. Okay. There is zero correlation between college success as a head coach and NFL success. Is that, are we okay with that statement? And if you want me to back it up, I give you Nick Saban, Bobby Petrino, Lou Holtz, Matt Rule. You know, I could just go, I'm, I mean, are we good? How many different guys can I go through? that were are very good to great college coaches. Lane Kiffin's been a good college coach for the most part. Yeah, he failed miserably with the Raiders. Is some of the problem the Raiders? Okay, at the time. Sure, I have no problem there. I have no problem with Bob Petrino is probably a bad fit, right? And that was the year that Mike Vick was, uh, Mike Vick, I don't know if he got hurt. Was that the year he got hurt? Or was that the year he was suspended? I, I, I forget. I think it was, yeah, it was the year he got, he got hurt. They had quarterback issues. Okay, so all of, all of that stuff aside, tell me a great college coach. I mean, I just that Lou Holtz was a great college coach, failed in the NFL. Nick Saban was a, is a great college coach, failed in the NFL. Like I could go through others, but that's a, those are pretty strong arguments, correct? Sure. So why can't the, again, it doesn't mean you take the worst college coach and he'll be the best NFL coach. But the, the, the skill sets are very, very different. Coaching in college is some of it's about actually coaching, but a lot of it is about dealing with boosters. Recruiting is a huge element to it. Right? And they can never stop anybody at, at Texas Tech. Couldn't stop anybody. 
So I, what, what's not a fair argument is, he, well, he wasn't a great college coach. So what? That's a stupid argument. Because it, just because you're successful in college doesn't mean you're in the pros. It's about it's about getting those guys to play hard, getting those guys to lock in with their coaches. And oh, yeah, by the way, you know, if his skill sets offense, focusing on that and hiring somebody really good on defense. There's some other flaws there in Cliff Kingsbury. I just don't say he was a bad college coach, so he's going to be a bad pro coach. There's no correlation between the two. Now, in terms of getting rid of him, I, I think that's a lot to dig out of. He was hired because of Kyler Murray, and the whole thing has generally worked. And, oh, yeah, by the way, there's still the excuse, if it doesn't work, of, hey, we didn't have Nuke Hopkins' first six games, and he wasn't right for a couple games, and we'll figure it out kind of as we go. I don't think they're anywhere close to firing Cliff Kingsbury. I think they, you know, we'll get to our picks on tonight upcoming. But I also think that we, we have to stop the dumbass argument about he wasn't a great college coach. No shit. But there's been lots of great college coaches that have failed as, as NFL head coaches. There's no reason to think that an average at best college coach can't be an outstanding pro coach. What does the fuck say? Ah, uh, this, is, this is just a favorite time. Let's get, let's find the most annoying person in sports. And now it's your annoying. All right. Uh, Jason, why don't you give me your, uh, your annoying nominees? Okay. Uh, first and foremost here, DeAndre Hopkins put out a video um, earlier this morning. Very well made. Production value was very high. Um, and it's with the backdrop of don't call it a comeback by LL Cool J. But at the very comeback. Yeah. I've been here for years. Here's the confusing part. Uh, um, at the end, it's slated the don't call it a comeback comeback tour. So my question is, are we supposed to call it a comeback? And what are you coming back from exactly? You're coming back from making a bad choice and costing yourself money and your team's chances at the playoffs. Like coming back seems to indicate an injury or some kind of tragedy. You're coming back from what? That, that's all I need. So DeAndre Hopkins, you're annoying because you're you leave us with more questions than answers after this video was released. Hmm. Okay. Uh, there, there's one. Um, uh, you also, I think you, you have two more nominees, right? Melvin Gordon and Astros fans. Give me Astros fans because I know those are your favorite ones and then Ramos can hop yeah. in as well, I'm sure. The more the Astros succeed in the playoffs, and we saw this last year until they lost in the World Series, like the more arrogant and the more uh, defensive Astros fans become. Because, you know, the more success they have, the more attention is drawn to them being absolute cheaters from 2017. Uh, that that ski, that cheating scandal that Major League Baseball chose to not take away their title. They chose to not discipline any of the players. And for whatever reason, Astros fans are really pissed off that we're not forgetting about that. Well, if no one's going to be punished for what happened in 2017, then your punishment forever is going to be that you were the cheating Astros. So Astros fans need to get over that, that we're going to hate you regardless. You could celebrate your team, but just don't be defensive to me and others on Twitter 
when we call you ch- cheaters. That's all. That you're annoying to me for being defensive when Major League Baseball is, has a lot to blame for your own circumstance here. Uh, okay, uh, and then and then give me the Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, you, you, I know you discussed this with Dan at the end of our radio show yesterday, but there's been a kind of a new, um, I guess, new layer to it. Yeah. So um, you know, Nathaniel Hackett said to reporters yesterday, I talked to Melvin, you know, there's a reason why he didn't play in the last game, but we hashed it out and he'll be starting this week. Um, They went back to Melvin Gordon and he said, uh, yeah, it happened. We hashed it out. And then he was asked a follow-up question. Are you satisfied with Hackett's explanation? And uh, Melvin Gordon says, yeah, kind of, sort of. Now, Melvin Gordon Somebody smart um, around the Super Bowl time said something about Melvin Gordon that I think is very funny. Melvin Gordon is barely in the NFL. <laughs> um, you can't complain about what your circumstance is now because you're getting a paycheck and you need to be lucky you are getting a paycheck. Uh, injuries have caused this situation where you're going to play, but seemingly every time you play, you fumble the ball twice a game. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't know how or why Gordon has the. Uh, the, uh, I don't know, uh, balls to be like angry or upset. We see the memes and we saw the video of him moping on the sidelines and he got defensive about that too. Uh, anyway, so Melvin Gordon, uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Astros fans are my three today. Um, I, I, I love the Melvin Gordon thing, not realizing he's not the guy who was drafted uh, as highly as he was by the Chargers, you know, like he's, he doesn't know who he is in this league now. Uh, I love that one. And um, I can completely appreciate sort of sort of all three there, right? Like DeAndre Hopkins, like the, you didn't you're not coming back from an injury, from tragedy. These are these are self-inflicted wounds. And you, you you've done this. They ain't a comeback like whatever. But the Astros fans are the, absolutely the most annoying thing ever, you know, because if they win, it's like. See, told you, we didn't need to cheat. We're the best. We've been the best. Always going to be the best. We're just better than you. That's it. That's it. Which is interesting because I would make the argument, I'm not sure they weren't the best. They haven't been the best team. Right? Like, you go back and look at that roster in 2017, you're like, damn. But this is what steroids does. It did it to Mark McGuire. It should do it to Barry Bonds, but it doesn't because he lives in his own world, his own but it's the it it should make you question the legitimacy of your accomplishments. Were we really better than the Yankees in seventeen? Were we really better than the Dodgers, or do we need it? because because while you can keep telling yourselves we were the best, we didn't actually need it. That's all. The the fact is you don't know. Nobody knows. Um, but yeah, they're they're obnoxious. They're completely ob- and and you make it out. I would guess you'd make it out like well, everybody's out to get us. Well, how did we initially find out about uh, Trash Can Gate? Their own you remember pl- Ramos? You remember Jace too? Yeah, it was their own their own pitcher called him. Their out, own right? guy, former guy. Like we weren't no way we were searching for these answers. People thought something weird was up. But the reason you got exposed is one of the guys like he he switched teams and he kinda had to come to Jesus, like, yeah, you know, I don't really feel all that good about it. His conscience got the best of him. And then maybe the question is, how come your conscience hasn't gotten the best of you? How come you're not pissed off? Like, dude, really? 
but you don't. Instead, it's one of those, when you do something wrong, you blame other people. Everybody's out to get you. Yes, John Ramos. Yeah, the best one is always, um, well, everybody else was doing it. Yes. That's what I see all the time on Twitter. Everybody else was doing it. You guys just didn't get caught. You know, we're not the only ones that were doing it. Like, well, maybe other teams were doing it, or maybe they weren't. Maybe they weren't caught, and maybe you were. So the facts of the matter are you were caught. Yes. And and you won it all. And you, yeah, and you won the World Series. And so, therefore, you need to kind of go from, that's the starting point. It's not like... Well, you guys, every you guys right. are doing it too. Any, right. caught, it's not it about, about anybody. anybody it, right. It is about anybody. It's like you get caught speeding. You get pulled over. Like you know, there's a the, the I'm just keeping up with flow of traffic. Everybody's speeding. Like okay, but were you speeding? Yes. Okay. You know. I mean, okay. And, and by the way, usually the guy who's speeding is the guy who's speeding the most. Right. That's why you see a guy go by you and he's like going 95. You're going 85. You're like cool. He's running blocker. The guy who's speeding the most. The guy who achieved the most success. And gets caught, you're going to get a more severe punishment. You know, no one's saying no one else was cheating. Anybody they tried to find, they tried to track down. You know, guys lost their job except for players. But you cheated, you won, you got caught. Okay, there's been there, there's there's going to be a, a penance to pay for it. And I would agree with the idea that baseball really didn't do anything to him. I, I agree with that. But there's also never been any level of admittance from, you know, Altuve or those guys or whatever. And and the fans are the worst. Because they think people are actually out to get them. So Astros fans, congratulations. You're annoying! Okay, we're going to introduce a new feature. A new feature. You ready for it, uh, um, Jay Stu? You ready for this uh, John Ramos new feature? Okay. The great thing about doing the podcast is we can do shit that you can't do on terrestrial radio. So our new feature is called Because We Can. So sometimes we get sound and it takes away from the sound because we got a beep, 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 or there's things that don't fit the radio show. This is Jason Kelsey, okay, on with his brother. They have a, they have a podcast together, and they were talking about Tom Brady yelling at his old lineman. He's Tom Brady. I can't say nothing. <laughs> Tom yells at me. I'm probably not going to say nothing neither. But hey, playing old lines hard, and uh, if there's one thing I do not like, it is quarterbacks. Uh, getting into offensive alignment, like, bro, get the fuck out of my, I am fucking doing the best I can, brother. Get the fuck up out of my face. I will put you in that trash can over there if you don't shut the fuck up. You fucking kidding me? The last thing I want is a motherfucker that can't get hit or it's called roughing the passer to come up to me and tell me how to fucking wrestle somebody every play. Get the fuck out of here. It's amazing, right? It's amazing. By the way, we can get away with that on the pod. And uh, I, I, I'm infatuated with anybody who, like the the word, the use of the word motherfucker. There's so many different meanings of motherfucker, right? And none of them mean what the literal definition of motherfucker means, right? Like shoot, motherfucker, you know, motherfucker, right? Or you. It's actually a compliment. One of the greatest compliments you can get in basketball, I don't know if you know this, Chase, too, is being called, that guy's a motherfucker. Oh, he's a motherfucker. So a, a lot of it is based upon tone and how it's placed in a sentence. Yeah, come on, motherfucker. Right? That's actually like, you're my guy. Or, he's a motherfucker. He's a bad motherfucker. That guy's a motherfucker. Right? I love the use of MF. It's a... It's a it's a very key curse word of mine and in the world of sports. And why'd we play it for you? 
because we can. Whew, what a show in the bonus was, huh? You got picks. You got a list. You got a rant. You got Halloween talk. And you got something because we can. <laughs> That's cool. Thanks so much for listening. Tell friends to download this thing. It's fun. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. Reminder, all ball is up. Really good one. It's in the NBA season, G League season uh, podcast. And uh, it's really, really good. That's called All Ball with Doug Gottlieb. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is in the bonus. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com schedule release to learn more.